0: averting the Decree. This year we approach the new year with more fear and trembling than for a very long time. This summer in Gaza we saw Israel at double risk of Hamas missiles and tunnels forced into some of the most difficult choices a nation has ever had to make. How do you fight a war against terror when terrorists take a whole people hostage and hide bombs and rocket launchers in schools, hospitals, and mosques. As Amos Oz asked, What would you do if your neighbor across the street sits down on the balcony, puts his little boy on his lap, and starts shooting machine gun fire into your nursery? The Torah says that when Jacob was about to e- meet Esau, after a separation of 22 years, he was very afraid and distressed. Says Rashi, he was very afraid that he might be killed and distressed that he might have to kill. The commentators on Rashi ask the obvious question, you're allowed to kill in self-defense. So why was Jacob distressed that he might have to kill a man who was about to kill him? The short answer is, that if life matters to you, you are distressed, even if you are morally justified. This summer, Israelis had to, Israel had to defend itself, but it did so with no joy, only distress. This was also the summer in which anti-Semitism reappeared with a vengeance in the streets of Europe. The old anti-Semitism of the far right and far left and the new anti-Semitism that demonizes Israel and seeks not peace but destruction. I sensed a wave of anxiety go through the Jewish world. Is this it? After all the tears and tragedies of the past, do we still have to live in fear? Is Jewish history ground dog day? Do things never change? To which I think one of the answers is the key word of this time of the Jewish year, tshuva, repentance. I think Tshuva is one of the most remarkable ideas ever to have vented the human mind. Tshuva tells us that history can change because we can change. Our character is not pre-programmed in our genes. We can act differently tomorrow than we did yesterday. Yesterday's enemies can become tomorrow's friends. It happened between Israel and Germany, Israel and Egypt, Israel and Jordan. History can change because we can change and we are the makers of history. And my deepest prayer this year is that Israel's enemies, its neighbors, change too, because then we can, together, write a new chapter in the history of the Middle East, a chapter of joy, not of distress. But just think about Israel for a moment. Jews hadn't formed an army since the days of the Bar Kokhba rebellion almost 19 centuries ago, yet they did so brilliantly to defend their land. For 2,000 years, rarely were Jews farmers, yet in Israel, they became the world's great agricultural innovators. Because of the vicissitudes of Jewish history, no people has changed more dramatically and more often than Jews. And yet throughout it all, we stayed loyal to our fundamental principles, justice, compassion, love of life, love of children, love of study, argument, and the life of the mind. Penitence, prayer, and charity can avert the evil decree. There is nothing inevitable in the affairs of humankind. The greatest gift God gave us was the ability to change. Jews, never accept defeat. Because of that, after all the hammer blows of history, we are still undefeated. Yes. There have been tough times in recent months, but consider this. In almost 4,000 years of Jewish history, never before have we had simultaneously independence and sovereignty in the land of Israel and freedom and equality in most countries outside. To paraphrase an old Hasidic saying, if things are so bad, how come they're so good? This year, let us first thank God for all the good in Jewish life. And then let's ask him for the strength to change the rest.